Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are seeing crude oil go up in price, and it's now trading at over $90 a barrel. But everyone is concerned that it could go higher with the Ukraine crisis potentially looming. We could be looking at $100 per barrel sometimes soon. Gas prices are one of the biggest drivers of inflation, and we are seeing increases at prices on the pump all across the U.S. The national average for a gallon of regular up nearly a dollar from a year ago. And experts say this could be higher in the coming months. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. These inflation numbers are terrible, and the president was a little irritated when he was asked about them by NBC's Lester Holt. I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit, uh, and I understand that's your job. The CNN poll shows that 56% of adults could not cite one thing that the president has done that they like. And the concern about inflation is bipartisan. Yeah, Biden's biggest success. Let me see. Oh, open borders, right? Yeah. Basement Lloyd Biden has turned into smoking Joe courting the crack vote. Well, the truth about his crackhead spending has created a real disincentive, right, for Americans to work. What happened, right, as we increased unemployment? Well, some Republicans stood up and stated, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, guys, don't don't do this stimulus stuff. Don't extend all this unemployment. We're reopening the economy. There are jobs there. Uh, These business owners need workers, right? This could end up hurting the economy. And they sent up warning flares. Don't vote for this. Don't vote for this, right? We need workers to return. Democrats knew this. Uh, Republicans, they uh, that supported it. They knew that. Mayor, Jerry, I don't want to get you in trouble out in Fresno, California. You know, I don't know if uh, Mayor Dyer really knew the outcome. When I asked him about it, what about all the uh, additional works in there? What about the pork barrel spending? Then he said... He hadn't looked uh, at it. Well, uh, he was the front page of the Washington Post with this. Is the Republican giving it the thumbs up? That's why um, Biden said this. Mayor, Jerry, I don't want to get you in trouble out in Fresno, California. Expanded unemployment benefits kept millions of Americans from returning to work, even as employers were desperate to hire workers, according to a new study. Now, I, I there are there there were people that went along with this, and I'll say Mayor Jerry Dyer uh, was brand new as a mayor. I don't I don't, I don't think he probably looked to the end of this and said, "Oh, this is gonna, this is really going to hurt business owners." I, I would think as a mayor, whether you were a Democrat or a Republican, that you would want business owners to flourish in your town. 
There would be no mayor, well, in San Francisco and L.A., but anyhow, any sane mayor that would not want businesses to flourish in their town, right? Well, this ended up really, really hurting a lot of people, these extensions. Uh, you know, the, the higher payments ended in, in September. But what happened of, of last year? Uh, that kept a lot of people out of the, the market in the summer, right? And you want to talk about the supply chain? Yeah, that had a lot to possibly, yeah, that to do with this. Weren't enough people to do the jobs because there weren't people to hire because the, the, the end up, the effect was to incentivize people not to work. And what do you get? Increased unemployment. And what do you get? It really hurts the market. Uh, in some states that were mostly led by Republicans, they, they ended the extra payments before the scheduled end of all that extra incentive not to go work. And there is a clear difference between those states. The ones that ended the early, faster job growth. Uh, this is, uh, let's see here. We got some of these uh, studies said that the initial 600 added on top of the additional unemployment benefits. I know I'm going back to something maybe you hadn't even thought of or maybe you don't even care about. But what it goes to show is that Republicans had wisdom and insight what this would do to the economy. And you had Democrats like, oh, it's great. Yeah, just throwing out printed fiat money left and right. And who's not going to get money in their mailbox and be like, hey, all right. Now, where are you? Yeah, there's they're not sending those big checks anymore, are they? Have you pulled up to get gas lately? So do you, do you see why the Republicans are saying this is not a good idea? Five out of six people that got those extended unemployment benefits during this time had a higher take-home pay than they did while working. So you tell me what, what choice you would make. If somebody came up to you today and said, hey, guess what? Wake up at whatever time you want to in your pajamas, sit around, eat cereal, have a mixing bowl, and do whatever you want to do all day. And I will, there'll be more money in your bank account than if you go in there and have to deal with Mr. Stevens today. Who's Mr. Stevens? He's the guy that when you go, uh, can I get off early uh, today, boss? Uh, my bo- uh, my daughter has a dance recital that I, if I could just leave at 4.30, and they roll their eyes and go, well, do what you got to do. You know, or would you just rather sit home and make more money? The incentive not to work really hit at the lower income levels where a lot of unemployment benefits were way more than they were were making before. Uh, Let's see right here. Where was the, uh, even at some higher incomes, the supplemental benefits in conjunction with other government programs and payments provided the equivalent of a $100,000 annual income for a family of four in 19 states and the District of Columbia. There was a lot of incentive, but at, at, uh, at the end of 2021, only Arizona, Idaho, Texas, and Utah bounced back to or equal pre-pandemic hiring levels. And what did they all do? Uh, they got out of the extra uh, benefit program a lot earlier. When Biden signed that in early uh, of 2021, he actually did at the start there a 300 a week uh, benefit through September. In March of that year, saw the record high for unfilled job openings and followed by four more new highs each month that went down. It got worse, 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 worse. That's why. That's exactly why. 
uh, Republicans said that this is a, a inflation disaster that you're going to be creating right here, flooding the market with all this money. A worse than expected inflation report, putting uh, a damper on the president's push go. to sell more big spending. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down. I know food prices are up and we're working to bring them down. The consumer price index rose seven and a half percent in the 12 months ending in January, the hottest pace since 1982. And the wages are up, inflation is eating gains. Team Biden still argues the solution is trillions more in spending. Mm-hmm. One reporter went back and listened to Biden's inaugural address, and he never once uttered the word the economy. Here, here's, here's what Joe said on inflation, and I, I'm going to quote him. We're in a situation now where, uh, um, you know, you should have peace of mind. Let me read that again. Quote, Joe Biden, we're in a situation now where, um, uh, you know, you should have peace of mind. There's absolutely no peace of mind knowing that everything that we buy, if we can find it, uh, will cost a whole lot more than when you took office. I couldn't find my, I just got into, like in the last few months, peach juice. You ever had peach juice? Peach. Peach juice. I know that. I, I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of getting tired of orange juice and I've never been an apple juice fan. Let me, or grape juice fan. Let, let me try the, it's delicious. Man, I, the word succulent comes to mind. And whiny American here, I've been twice to the store and they didn't have my peach juice. Uh, Yeah, everybody's having a little problem, right, with some stuff. Remember, was it July 4th when Joe Biden was bragging about we're going to save 16 cents on a cookout? Remember that? Yeah, Hey, this 4th of July, you're going to save 16 cents. It's possible that oil prices can surge a lot further. We can't know what the geopolitical pressures will do. Uh, to uh, crude oil. Uh, We do know that demand is being bolstered by the easing of lockdowns in many countries. Well, we know that real wages declined 1.7%. Food prices are up 7%. Fast food, 8% higher. Meat alone is 12.2% more expensive. We have to keep this going. Electricity's up 10.7%. Natural gas up 23.9%. Gas up 40%. We have to keep this going. Energy prices overall are 27% higher since... We got to keep this going, came in to destroy what former President Trump had done with our uh, energy across America, right? Uh, Let's see here. Moody's Analytics says the average family is spending $276 more per month than a year ago. We have to keep this going. Okay. If you're looking at big ticket items like houses or apartments or a used car, let's see, used cars are up 40% since last year. Uh, and you're going, oh, wow, well, I got a used car. Almost everybody has a used car you're driving, right? Unless you are still got the new car smell in it. Uh, so you think, okay, well, my car's worth 40% more than last year. Well, now's the time to sell it. There's no cars to buy when you, when you sell it. If you can find a new car, they're 12.2% more expensive. And think how much if you didn't want to go new and you were going to go maybe new or used it's a lose-lose. Housing costs 25% more. We have to keep this going. Why do we blame Biden? Well, government shut everything down. They crushed the economy. And then what happened? Well, you got them on their horse, riding up. Politicians to the rescue. Here's a bunch of money. Here, we can cover that cost. We'll cover that cost. We'll cover that cost. We'll cover this shutdown. We'll cover this uh, shutdown. And we added $6 trillion in debt with so-called 
COVID relief. Again, so-called COVID relief. I'll tell you why so-called after I come back here after this next break here, and I'll tell you what we're going to be doing locally with the money. And City Councilman Gary Bredefeld on the show here at the bottom of the hour. But our total debt now sits at $30 trillion. That is $6 trillion more debt than that was accumulated by every American president through Bill Clinton. Just what we've done recently, $6 trillion. That's more than from George Washington to Bill Clinton. Well, you could get a hamburger for a nickel. So what are you comparing to? Uh, well, that took a little more uh, than a year with this so-called American Rescue Plan, right? Uh, so you like the checks coming in, but now that concept, the people that were behind that bombed your family budget. They flew a plane over and dropped a bomb right on your family budget. So there's nothing that should be shocking about inflation at 7.5%. That's what happens when the government extends that that money supply. Come on, I played Monopoly, haven't you guys? You can't do that. Overstimulated the demands. Uh, and, you know, we, we've gone over this. And you think that – and see, this is the this is the come on, man moment. He's got three more years of this. I mean, if you think that – your uh, PG&E bill or your energy, whoever you get from, are expensive uh, after this. I mean, the, the regulating the industry, the killing the pipeline, just wait until the Green New Deal becomes reality, right? And for him to say we should have peace of mind about that, that is an insult to our intelligence. Peace of, peace of mind. Well, what kind of peace does Fresno get out of this money that was divvy-davvied around? Well, we got $57.2 million in remaining stimulus. Oh, we got a lot of money. Where are we going to spend it? Well, I'm sure it's all for COVID relief because in the little memo part of the check, four, right? It was for COVID relief, right? We'll see where it's going next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Money, money, money. We were printing money. We were mailing money. We were depositing money. We had money going out. Trillion here, trillion there, a trillion over there. Well, I read San Joaquin Valley Sun.com. Where will Fresno, uh, Fresno send $57.2 million in remaining coronavirus stimulus? Question mark. Followed up with Dyer makes his pitch. Well, okay. We'll have to see where some of this money's going to go to. $170 million already came to Fresno in stimulus via the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. More would have been coming if. Senator Joe Manchin hadn't stepped up. You don't realize how close we were to even continuing this utter devastation further off the cliff. But uh, let's see here. Wish list coming from the Dyer administration. It says Fresno has $85.4 million available in ARPA funding to dish out with another payment of the same amount coming in the May. And the city sent out a survey to residents to see how people want the funds to be spent. Well, more than 800 residents responded. Uh, with what you would think, public safety, meaning, oh, does that mean more cops? That was the first thing. Look at that. I wonder uh, 
Well, we didn't defund here. Well, the school district. Anyhow, uh, when in public safety, housing, homelessness, and infrastructure improvements as the most common ask where the money should be spent. City Council has already allocated $28.2 million in annual appropriations, leaving over a grand total of $57.2 million left. Dyer told the council, everything that you see here, quite frankly, came from you all, the council. Now what we need to do is make sure that we have, that we all agree upon. I think what we do now in the follow-up meeting, we come back with a final action plan on this. Here in Dyer's recommendations for how to spend the money. Uh, and this, the way his list leaves over $20.7 million to spare. Okay. Now remember, this, this tax-paying money, and this was for covid relief covid relief the america rescue plan we're going to spend 10 million on public sector revenue replacement i don't know what that is we're going to spend uh four four hundred twenty thousand dollars on the 39th aar abatement team i'm going to guess abatement is that graffiti abatement that's probably something with graffiti now, keep in mind, this is COVID. Been, I'm just trying to digest and understand how this is. Fresno Police Officers Agreement, $3.3 million. Uh, the Fresno City Firefighters Me Too Compensation Increase, 369000 I don't even know what that is. Uh, approved Labor Agreement, $1.2 million. Labor Agreement for, who are we talking about? Fire Overtime, $1.2 million. Okay, know what that means. Uh, Fresno Police Officer Association retroactive payments 1.3 million. Again, this is for COVID, right? Nine one one call center, uh, two million. Uh, uh, Peach property phase one 8.5 million. Uh, Van Ness and Weldon Park nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. Real estate purchases two point six million. Uh, here's something that's COVID. I, I found something COVID. Personal protective equipment, a hundred thousand. After all these millions, a uh, hundred that the COVID things. Uh, oh, here's something COVID. Small business assistance. I mean, you know, you're probably deemed. Uh, uh, well, I forgot what the word was. Uh, non-essential. Yeah, Boy, it's been so long. Not essential and non-essential. You were deemed non-essential. I hope that small business assistant goes to the non-essential, not to the essentials that. We're still making some money. Uh, okay, let's go on. Neighborhood infrastructure, $25 million. COVID? Neighborhood infrastructure. Connection? Uh, uh, I don't know. Community partnerships, $10 million? What, what, what does that mean? H Street Warehouse, $5 million. How does a warehouse in COVID connect? All right, here's, here's something that connects. Landlord incentives, rent stabilization grants. Landlords went through a whole lot. Uh, oh, we're going to do $1 million to that. And lighting repairs at downtown Fresno's brewery district. I, I'm sure all the hardworking people in Texas and Florida and Tennessee that, that were open up, right, uh, and working and generating taxpaying money to put into the federal government you know they so many people paid for states that did it the wrong way and then they send us all this money because we did it the wrong way and these are the recommendations now i know that a lot of the money already did go to covid stuff but boy we you know we've been on a a spending orgy it's just like republicans democrats for so long finally republicans during this said okay 
I, I think we can go back to work. But no, they wanted to keep keep it pumping out. And now we have inflation at 7.5%. <sighs> Fresno City Councilman Gary Bredefeld wrote an opinion piece at TV Wire. Goes into detail while Councilmember Soria, who's now an assembly candidate, has mounting ethical issues. Is she fit to serve? Question mark, said the editorial. We'll take the council member, Bredefeld, and also something I want to talk about. Speed bumps. We'll talk about it next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Wow, it was like summertime all weekend. like to welcome into the studio Fresno City Councilmember Gary Bredefeld. Welcome in, Councilmember Bredefeld. Thank you very much. Glad you're here. Did you enjoy your weekend? I did. I did. Did you get outside a little? I did. Watch the Super Bowl and... I notice your lips are a little... Your lips are a little chafed. Hang on, let me get my smoking... I got a smoking kit here. Oh, I dropped my pipe. Hey, hold on. Here's some lip balm. Is that the crack pipe from Joe? From, from the smoking kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't that just... Well, you know what? We give out free needles downtown, so it shouldn't oh, yeah. shock us, right? Right outside Rodin Park. I When I heard that story broke, uh, they were closed in the morning when I was looking up. I was going to... think they're only open one day a week, it looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have an official website. I looked it up. Free needle exchange. And they feel as if they really are helping people right because when you interview them i think they the look on their face i think they believe they are i went there one saturday to check it all out there's twenty thousand needles that they hand out free every week that equates to one million needles that go into fresno county and we find them out in the parks and everywhere else so the state sponsors drug addiction joe biden sponsors it on a national level with crack pipes but you can't make this stuff up you know, uh, there's an open grass area right back behind our parking lot here, and there were some homeless people. They're not there anymore, but that, that became a little popular spot here off of Blackstone off here. And I saw some uh, family from the neighborhood over here letting their dogs run. I was like, hey, guys, you might want to let your dogs run because there are going to be syringes laying out yeah. in this field over here. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. It is. Well, listen, uh, you got a you got a little uh, uh, author in you. You sat down and, and wrote out an, an editorial, and it's on gvwire.com here, and it says, Esmeralda Sori, assembly candidate, is mounting ethical issues. Is she fit to serve? Now, she's terming out eight years. She's going to run for Assembly District 27 uh, here. Uh, is she fit to serve? Well, what is the main issue, Council Member? Well, the answer is she's not fit to serve, and she's terming out in less than one year. And there's plenty of ethical issues. There were all kinds of ethical issues with Granite Park. She's engaged. I thought she was going to be married, but she went to Mexico to get married, went there, but didn't get married. And that has all kinds of implications for whether or not the city can do business with her fiancé. I guess the last it was the fiancé. Uh, Mr. Frazier, and this, th- there's all kinds of things. I outlined it in gvwire.com. It's on my Facebook page. You, you really as well. outline. I mean, you got dates. Uh, and well, I have got, documents as well. Well, she stood up and walked out at a vote when and thought it was very odd. Now, when, when you mentioned Granite Park, that to me seems like something that's just been brushed over here. It involves Terrence Frazier, who is. Mm-hmm. Now the husband has it been no, it's deemed, fiance. Fiance, okay, mm-hmm. of council member Soria. Now let's leave Soria aside for a moment and let's talk about Fraser and Granite Park. There was an audit done. Yes. And there were millions missing or one point something missing. Yeah, there, there, were, there was huge amounts, let's call it huge amounts of money that went missing unaccounted for. There were a lot of uh, accounting irregularities. Um, and as a result of that audit, Mr. Frazier felt that uh, he was treated unfairly by then Mayor Lee Brand. He filed a $10 million lawsuit against the city. He cited that Mayor Brand, uh, the former city manager, were all racist and that's what was generated by this, though he agreed to the audit. Uh, and so as a result of that, he filed a $10 million lawsuit. Well, fast forward a year or two later, and you have council members who are quite good friends with Saria, and uh, it's Miguel Arias, Nelson Esparza, and Tyler Maxwell, and they come up with a, an agreement, a plan, to give him $4.3 million. Now, this $4.3 million, mind you, is $2.3 million to pay off all of his debts. He stopped paying his bills and to give him $2 million up front uh, for a deal. Now, let me stop you and ask you questions about this. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Big accusations and... you said well, they all no accusations. To... Those are all facts. Okay, so that's why I'm going to ask you yeah. for the fact on this. Arias, Councilmember Sparza, Tyler Maxwell, you're saying they got together to pay off. Is it where are they getting together? Is this uh, at City Council? Because well, they, you can't they, do that, they, right? They, you can't. They, well, you're not supposed to have a uh, get together more than three. Um, whether or not they did, uh, that's being investigated by DA Smith Camp. She sent a letter in June of last year investigating that. That's still ongoing. But they got together in the sense that a deal was made and they were prepared to give him $4.3 million. In our budget, they set aside $5 million and they were going to give it to him when the council voted on the next day. Thankfully, the day before that happened, and you have the dates at gvwire.com, it's all documented. The uh, DA sent a letter saying, we don't. We suggest you don't vote on any Granite Park issues because there's a Brown Act violation related to Granite Park. And that, that we're Brown Act violation means that getting together and talking, More right? than three. Gotcha. More than three. Now, why even pay it back? What was the reasoning when this was discussed? Why, why pay that back while somebody's still under investigation for an audit where there's missing numbers that involved a former congressman, T.J. Well, of Cox. course, of course. Why do I mean, that? you're not in good standing. And number one, let me tell you, at the time they were going to do this missing... Mr. Frazier was in default by the city of Fresno, officially in default. Now, let me give you some context, which I didn't say in the article. Uh, uh, years earlier, Milt Barbas 
bought uh, Granite Park. He went into default. You know what he, the city did with him? They kicked him to the curb. They didn't come up with $4.3 million to pay all his debts. Mr. Frazier was in debt, is in default. He's still in default. And this council and those three council members were prepared to give him $4.3 million when the city didn't owe him one penny, not one penny. Now, Granite Park, why did it not work? Wasn't it supposed to be a bunch of restaurants? Or was oh, it, yeah. Uh, so, it was supposed to be basketball courts he was going to build and uh, all kinds of things. He ended up doing soccer fields that were out there. Um, and he was supposed to get permission to do those soccer fields. He never did. And the bottom line was he came to the city and said, um, I can't make it on the $150,000 that I agreed to in the original deal in 2015. Oh, by the way, which you alluded to, that 2015 deal, uh, Soria walked out of the chamber when that vote came. She voted for every item before that. She voted for every item after that. She didn't say why she was leaving. And by law, you have to declare if there's a conflict, why you did. Why did she? I don't know. She didn't officially declare that she was involved with Mr. Frazier until 2017. So that raises a lot of questions. Again, never asked about this in, in the GVWire.com article, as well as on my Facebook page, the same kind of information. I document she gave apparently a loan to Mr. Frazier. She's publicly declared that she's in debt over $100,000 from student loans from school. And yet she gave a debt to uh, a loan to Mr. Frazier. Why he needed it, I don't know. What the loan was for, I don't know. It's not documented. She says she paid him back one to $10,000. It's not clear how much that was, what the interest rate was, how much it actually was. And of course, the Fresno Bee and other media outlets ignore it. Now, the Fresno Bee was aware of this because I went to the publisher and told them about this and they have no interest in this, which is always very interesting to me. So I outline it all very clearly. I give the documents. It raises all kinds of ethical issues with Ms. Saria. And the question is, should she be a um, running for the assembly? Should she hold a position in the assembly? Well, I think the people, the constituents in that assembly district have a right to know what are all the issues and why haven't they been asked, why hasn't she been asked these questions and what are the answers to the questions? Another question. How odd is it for a city council to do something like, okay, we did a deal with this organization and they defaulted and we got questions over audits, but let's go ahead and let's give them this money. How odd is that for a city council? Has it ever come up before in any other situation? I've never seen anything like that. How many years you've been on? Well, I've been on five this year, this term, and I've been on four before. Anything like this? Never seen anything like this. So and it's, I, and I said, it's different and Well, odd. I said it was the most egregious uh, example of uh, fiscal irresponsibility that I've ever seen. This is a man who is in default on paying his debts. He stopped paying his debts. He files a bogus $10 million lawsuit against the city, citing that, citing that the former mayor is a racist. And that's what this is all about, which we all know is a bunch of crap. And these three council members were going to give him $4.3 million. They set aside the $5 million in the budget. Oh, and by the way, the day before they were going to do it, Frazier and Saria held a fundraiser in Frazier's house for council member Miguel Arias. Now, when they're, when they're uh, asked by somebody about this, are they going to say, no, we didn't. We did not put $4.3 million. You can't they, dispute it. It's uh, there. They had $5 million. They set aside it was to pay off $4.3 million dollars to Frazier for the Granite Park. That, that's in writing? That's in writing. Or sta- it's, okay. it's indisputable. Now, now, is this fiscal uh, responsibility aspect that you're coming at it, or is this something very odd and not how city government is done? 
Well, that's my look, question. I've I've, c- I've called these guys the corrupt gang of four. Where my position is is very clear. I think there's tremendous corruption at City Hall. I've outlined bogus deals that Miguel Arias was involved in terms of the Chinatown deal. We can get into the weeds on that. Uh, there's all kinds of shady shenanigans, fiscal irresponsible, wasted money that they spent out of their slush funds. Uh, there's all kinds of things, and there's a reason why there's an investigation going on, and there's a reason why I suspect other very serious investigations are going on as well. Now, married or not, that's a simple thing. Simple. It's, it's simple. I, mean, I got married. So, but, but didn't they put out a whole release that we went to Mexico, we got married, and... Mm. Yeah, they went to Mexico. There were people that were invited. I know many people who apparently went to the wedding... Uh, so they why had a aren't ceremony? they married then? I mean, that's a good question. I think that something. I mean, well, where's the? Pr- I mean, why would anybody even ask that question? That's my question. Uh, whether they're married or not. If there's been a wedding, I mean, th- is this a rumor? There's I mean, no rumor. Do this they got wedding rings on and going? Here's our marriage certificate. Shut up. No, there's no marriage certificate. The city attorney. Do you sent- have to turn that in? Like as a city council member? Like, hey, okay, my status has changed here i'm married i, I, and I don't know so if I'm you ma- need to do it but uh, the reality well, is you have to because you have to recuse yourself if you're involved with oh, so absolutely. you have to tell them it, it's my boyfriend this is my boyfriend or fiance so i assume you would have to say this is now my husband because if he, he was her husband the city of fresno could no longer do any business with him right if that's so the case. there's no merit that's what i'm trying to get at there has not been a no, marriage certificate, no marriage turned certificate. In. that's no weird. and the city attorney sent that sent her a memo indicating you're not married so everybody needs to understand you're not married chuck willary back in two minutes and two seconds isn't that what he used to do two and two right we'll, we'll be back but uh, can we come back and talk about how all this crazy driving and hit sure. and run and uh, sure. and all of that stuff and speed bumps and all that? Sarasota City Councilman Gary Bredefeld in studio. More next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. In studio, Fresno City Councilman Gary Bredenfeld. Thank you for your time on a Monday. Oh, thank you. Uh, speed bumps. I never thought that equity and speed bumps would come into play in the same conversation. Now, speed bumps were popular years ago, yeah, by, years ago. by somebody. No one loves a speed bump. But what do they do? They slow Trevor Carey down in the Food for Less parking lot mm-hmm. when I'm trying to get home so that ice cream doesn't melt. Uh, speed bumps are made for people that are a little heavy on the foot. And boy, people are, are driving fast these days. They are. And people, most people do feel that the speed bumps help them in their neighborhood, so that many are, are wanting them back. But, of course, uh, everything with some of these council members turns into an equity issue, and so, so does speed, speed bumps for them. Now, here's how the whole thing turned into an equity issue. Now, let's say there was a, a neighborhood that said, hey, everybody's going to pitch in 30 bucks, and we're all going to pay, was it 7000 or something? Yeah, six $7,000. And it would have to be okay. It's not like the neighbors can get together and go, hey, let's go nope. lay an asphalt down right here, right? Everything has to still go through the city, meet all the same specifications, uh, meet all the same requirements for any speed bump, whether it's neighbors paying for it or the city paying for it. Now, you and Councilmember Carbasi were on the side of if a neighborhood wants to pay for a speed bump or an individual wants to put one sure. out, if it's approved, just like everything else, 
they should be able to do that. And what did the other council members say? Well, Arius, again, in his radicalness, said, well, this is an equity issue. And I said, well, what's the equity issue? Well, if you're a neighborhood in your district wants to do it, but a neighborhood in my district or some other district can't, then the neighborhood who wants to do it shouldn't be allowed to do it. That was his reasoning. So if somebody can achieve something, if somebody can put it out of their own pocket, but there's another neighborhood that can't. And he agrees it's for, it'd be safer. Oh, yeah. He's, he's for he's speed bumps. He's for right? speed bumps. Now, what if somebody that had a little extra money wanted to pay for somebody in a neighborhood that didn't have the money? Good point. Speed bump. Would he be against that? He'd be against it because he wants the taxpayer in general to pay. Now, if you put him on that point, he'll probably go 50-50 on it. Well, yeah, of, course of course it's okay to for the rich person to put it in the less rich neighborhood, right? Right. That would make sense then. That's equity. <laughs> Trevor, welcome to 2022. I you never thought on the Fresno City Council you'd be like, wait, is a speed bump have color uh, or income or education level or no? It's a speed bump. Except it's class warfare, and that's what Miguel Arias does on many issues. It's always class warfare, and uh, rather than just dealing with an issue on its own merits. Okay, so. Uh, speed bumps are going to be fairly handed out. Is this going to happen now? Yes, it's been approved. It yes. has been approved. Yes. So I guess I'll go to the areas first that have the most collisions. Well, the, the the city will do its analysis and determine which is the best way to go and what's the procedures, and people will have to follow them. And what I just said made sense, so they're probably not going to do it that way. Like, put them in the places where the most crashes are. Well, no, they, they will. We, they we, will? We have, we have a great public works director in uh, Scott Mosier, and... Uh, he does those things. He does what's right. Uh, it's council members that get in the way. Now, uh, I know that uh, traffic lights, speed camera lights, the ones that catch people, uh, transportation Buddha judge was saying that those are racist. I mean, literally, he said that those are, are racist. That, right. I mean, the camera doesn't know anybody's skin pigmentation. Nope. I guess maybe, should I think he meant by the placement of them, or did he actually think... Who knows? Uh, are you pro or con those traffic I'm, lights? I'm against those. Uh, why why, why are you against those? Well, I think most people, feel, uh, many people feel that they are unfair, <laughs> uh, that sometimes there are problems with those cameras. And mind you, we did this some 20 years ago, and I supported it at the time. In fact, I believe they were the right thing to do. Oh, so we had them scattered around back we in the day. We had them scattered around. How many did you remember? Ballpark? Oh, I don't remember how many, but we put them at the Did areas. it make an impact, or were there like 10? I think it made an impact, but I think also there were mistakes, there were errors with them, and people felt that they weren't... Uh, something that they could re- rely on. So ultimately, other councils took them down. I think it was the right call. It kind of created, you had to have a new department of, yes, I did, no, you didn't, yes, right. I did, no, and you didn't. And looking at a camera, and then you know people can also uh, cover up their plates so not everyone got caught. Uh, what we need is, is a beefed-up traffic enforcement division. And you know again, we, we just uh, did a contract where we uh, gave our police officers the, the raises that they need and also our uh, ability to attract quality officers and and retain the officers that we want to retain. So uh, we're going to beef up our police department. It's going to happen in this next budget. Uh, Mayor Dyer is certainly promoting that. Paco Paco Balderrama, our chief, uh, is fully supportive of it. So uh, it's going to happen. I noticed Mayor Dyer uh, out there with you at the... uh Mm anti-abortion proclamation statement Uh, i know you've been very critical of him in the past over some uh, decisions that he's made Uh, i guess how did that feel having him out there supporting it felt felt wonderful and uh he's a strong supporter pro-life uh as am i and again we had the radicals led by soria 
and Arias. It was their resolution to declare that the city of Fresno defended abortion. Uh, it was insane. It was nothing but divisive. But, of course, abortion is evil, and they support this evil genocide that takes place in our country. Hopefully that'll get overturned. But, yes, yeah, standing with Mayor Dyer shoulder to shoulder, uh, opposing that along with many religious leaders uh, like Jim Franklin and others, uh, it was a tremendous thing. We had over 200 people who showed up, and it was a strong voice of support for the unborn. And thank you for making that strong stand on city council. Um, and they pulled it, right? I mean, they, they put it out. Is that a political move to put something on the docket and then pull it off? Well, and again, is I, it, I don't know what what's they, that I, move. I don't why, know why what, do that? I don't know what their game was. They did it the first week and pulled it at the last minute. And I let it go. Then they did it the second week. And I go, you know what? We're not going to go do this again. We're going to oppose this. And a strong message was sent to these two lunatics. And I don't think they're going to bring it back. If they do, uh, we, we will uh, defeat them again. Yeah, and uh, she's uh, she's radical, and as uh, I think we'll see many Democrats try and do is to de-radicalize themselves. So she runs for Assembly District 27. There's a lot of uh, not radical people out there. Well, she's declaring that she's a moderate. She tells people, depending on moderate? the Moderate? She's the word moderate? Oh, no. That's what she does. That's what she hey, says. let me that, flip up a picture of her and AOC hanging out together, right? Absolutely hanging out together. She's as radical <laughs> as AOC. <laughs> we know that. Maybe she'll come out here and campaign for her and tell Soria. Out the box. How about right. that? Yeah, how about that, Assembly? Uh, Councilmember Brotherfeld, thank you, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, you know what we uh, have coming out right now? Hopefully there will be some apologies, some reprints, some, oh, oops. We're so sorry about that Trump-Russia thing that we told you for three years, right? Amazing how obviously one-sided the swamp media has become. Major news on the espionage team called Team Hillary, and we'll break it down to you next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.